everybody, welcome to the Gym Life Podcast. Uh, special interview here with uh, a U90 guy from uh, California. So it's always nice to get yes, uh, coast to coast going here on Gym Life, of course. Uh, joining me today is a U90 strongman competitor. Uh, it's got a big weekend coming up. We'll explain that here in a minute. Uh, Marshall Buckler, thanks for joining me, Marshall. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course, Joe. Great to meet you. Yeah, you too. You too. You know, we've, we've chatted before and, uh, and, and strongman is, uh, is not a new game to you. Uh, and what you're preparing to do this weekend is uh, a big thing. Uh, we talked that you're a U90 guy and you're getting into uh, going to the, uh, uh, what was the show? It, oh, the Clash 105 out there in California. And yep. uh, you've got two events that you're looking to break a current record in, and that's the log and the, and the block press. And um, that's why we got you on today, because we're trying to do a little prelude to that, because I already told you, if, if you get those records or don't, we're going to have you back on either way to tell us how that show went out there. Because as you know, we went out yeah. to Clash on the Coast there in South Carolina, had the time of our lives. So we're kind of double dipping with you. Not only are you an athlete, but you're also going to be our liaison and reporter coming back from that event once you share some time out there. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to. I mean, uh, the field out there for the 105 guys, like I've either competed with against or trained with and, um, or know of most of the guys in the field right now. So it's like, I'll, I'll be able to hopefully give you some, some insights after. Yeah, I know. I really appreciate it. Go do their thing. Yeah. The, and we've said it so many times on the show, I feel it's just repetitive beating a drum, but the 90 class and the 105 class, in my opinion, and everybody's opinion, as far as I'm concerned anymore, are the most athletic and competitive classes. And talking to you prior, you kind of played around with the idea of both, but you're a U90 guy kind of by default where your body weight generally sits at. Uh, kind of give me your background in, in you coming up from powerlifting uh, into strongman and how that kind of all started for you. Yeah, so I, I got like about seven years ago, my daughter was born and I really let myself go. Like I lifted and trained, you know, all through middle school, high school, college, um, you know, for team sports, individual stuff. And, you know, I got to the point where I saw a picture of me holding my baby girl. I was like, Ooh, this is, this is not good. And <laughs> anyone, anyone who's seen my before picture can attest to this. Uh, yeah. So I got back into the gym, uh, needed something, you know, more tangible to, uh, pursue as, you know, I tried CrossFit for a little bit. It was just like, all right, well, I'm getting good at exercising, but I needed, right, you know, something to to tangibly chase. And you know, went into powerlifting. Um, you know, got decent at that. Uh, you what know, was then, your weight class when you were competing in powerlifting? Uh, 100 kilos, a 220 guy. Okay. Um, you know, the biggest cut I ever had to do there was, you know, nationals what 2020 okay um like i cut basically from 230 maybe 228 to 220 and then you know refed and did my thing yeah um you know but it was one of those things where i got to the point with powerlifting where i was just you know getting a little bored a buddy of mine suggested hey like in your off season try doing strongman like i'll introduce you to my coach you know there's a show coming up. You can prep for it. And, um, you know, so three years ago I did my first show, um, and essentially just fell in love with it. Um, you know, for the next year, I kind of bounced back and forth between strongman powerlifting. And then, you know, over the last 
gosh, at least 18 months, maybe closer to two years. Like it's soul focus has been yeah, uh, strong, man. So it it sounds, it sounds like it. it's with, especially the path you're on right now and where you're kind of sitting in the U nineties uh, right up there towards the top and you don't get there by mistake. I mean, it, it you, you know, as well as anybody, when you start to hit that upper echelon of a weight class, when it comes to the competition, uh, yeah, it becomes a full-time job, almost uh, prepping and training for these shows. Um, oh, yeah. What about your, stru- what about your powerlifting real quick? Cause people will say, why didn't you ask him when he was doing his numbers in powerlifting? I don't want to forget to do that. Yeah. So as a, as a hundred kilo guy, what, what were some of the numbers you were hitting back then? Um, so best gym lifts, it's like, I don't know, 700 pound squat, like 450 bench and like a, I think a 600 pound deadlift, like deadlifts always been my lagging lift. Um, you know, nationals, which is arguably my best performance. Um, you know, I finished with like a 17 something total, like low 17, uh, squatted like six, 683, um this is all in wraps like yeah and uh, bench like 440 445 and then pulled like easy 601 and yeah really respectable numbers yeah you're right where you needed to be at nationals i mean that's that's the place you go when you're hitting those kind of numbers how's the deadlift doing these days i mean you you get you get into strongman and you realize you got to be a fucking deadlifter to do this shit how you doing yeah it's it's progressing um you know, it, for the clash qualifiers, like we had to do that five rep max axle deadlift right? Um, from the floor. And it was, you know, one of those things where I kind of surprised myself with okay. my performance. Like I ended up pulling like 570 something, uh, just under 580. But it was one of those things where like, I think I ended up finishing 14th in the field uh, with like 570 whatever yeah and i would have had to i would have had to pull 590 just to move up one spot like it does so it's, like the red sea a bit doesn't it it really does yeah I think every weight class deals with that you know if you're kind of this a decent in something it it really it's like there's not that 10 pound jump to get you where everybody else is no you know well and it was sort of the same thing with the log like you know i did three it was a three rep max uh uh, I did like 313 or something uh, for a fairly not grindy three. Um, but, you know, CJ did something stupid like 330, but then there was a group of like three guys at like three to like between 290 and three, 305. Yeah. And then it was just like you needed to go essentially from 290 to like 310 to move up anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I think, I think for me for deadlift, like anytime there's a one rep max, like I'm not like, I don't pull well for one reps, but, um, uh, you know, I'm substantially better pulling for reps. Um, it's just one of those things where like, I never really started deadlifting until, you know, basically seven years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'll be, 39 in August. So it's, it's right. not like I have a, 
Yeah. Not like I have a, a long training history with deadlifts. So no, it's and still... it's a it's a funny lift like that too. You're right. I mean, sometimes it does take that, and other guys in the first time they pick up the bar, all of a sudden they're freaks, and you're like, where does this come from? You know, I mean, you see it a lot. Either, but you're right. It's either you're a repping guy or you're a you're a, a static guy for that single lift, and you see that 105s, you see it in super heavyweights. One guy generally isn't both. You're not seeing a guy that can rep a lot if he pulls a, you know a good single. It, it's a rare thing. Well, yeah, it's similar. I feel like it's not that I'm anywhere in the same league, but, you know, you look at guys like uh, Camby or, you know, CJ in my class, like these are guys that press like ridiculous numbers, yeah. but the leverages that are required to do that, like aren't beneficial for deadlifting. No, they're not. That's um, a good point. You know, so, if, you know, you've heard Camby talk about how hard he had to work to get his deadlift up and like, he's still not, at the top of the class in the deadlift, but like, he's not at the bottom either. That's right. You know? So he's, he's losing less points there now. And, you know, if he can be top five, top three in deadlift and crush all the overhead stuff, like he's going to do well. So, yeah, yeah. That's the great thing about the sport time and time again, we say, you don't have to be great at every event. You just got to be great at a couple and good at a few. So uh goes without saying. So you, you being a U90 guy, we talked earlier and you, you never really thought about what you did, but uh, getting up into that 105 class, which we just came back from Clash at the Coast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but you've got a little issue you deal with from a medical point of view. And this, I wanted to point this out because this is one of those kind of hidden things that I think more guys kind of struggle with. Maybe not celiac like you have, but it's kind of it's it's kind of kept you in your lane a little bit. We talked about that uh, as far as where you wanted to move around with weight, where you just simply couldn't do it. Yeah. So I mean, we essentially went through close to two years of testing, you know, all the fun stuff, colonoscopies, endoscopies, uh, you know, the, for a while there, they thought, well, maybe you have cancer. Like oh, it was just, yeah, it was not a fun, uh, fun little stretch of time there, but you know, we finally got figured out, got a diagnosis, uh, got confirmation with genetic tests and all that. Um, you know, but luckily for me, like, we caught it at the point where um, the only real intervention I have to take to, you know, control my symptoms is dietary. Yeah. Uh, you know, so cut out all the gluten and, you know, essentially I'm good to go. Uh, but it means that like when I'm trying to put on weight, like I, my diet really just consists of meat, rice, maybe some potatoes, you know, egg, it's bacon, butter, you know. Yeah, you're essentially, a, you're essentially in a keto type diet, which I guess a lot of guys out there go, yeah, hey, it sounds great. You know, you can st stay real lean, which you are a real lean guy. You're, you're an athletic looking physique for sure. But yeah, from a weight gaining standpoint, it, it, the cards are kind of stacked against you because it's like you're always in prep. Yeah, well, and it's one of those things where, you know, you're trying to put on weight. Like we think part of my issue stems from having celiac. It's like, you know, people typically with it are, you know, fighting to keep body weight on, keep lean mass on, um, just because I, you know, your body doesn't absorb nutrients as well. That's um, right. And, you know, for me, it got to the point where I'm, you know, trying to get into a competitive body weight for the one Oh five class. And, you know, I think the heaviest I ever got was like two forty. And, you know, as soon as I'm not eating like 8,000 plus calories a day, like 
I start dropping weight yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, you know, and there's only so much freaking white rice I can stomach. No, that's <laughs> so. a hell of a that's a hell of a way to maintain a body weight is trying to stay up that high calorically. You know, it's interesting though, coming from your kind of like your road to that diagnosis, that had to be, I guess, in a way, a welcome surprise, right? I mean, all the shit you were hearing that could have been wrong, come to find out it's okay. I guess I'm gonna be eating a lot of meat and rice. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, of of the diets that you know I have to be restricted to, there are a, a lot worse options. Yeah, like yeah, I bet. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's uh, I, crazy. You know, it's I, I think uh, a lot more guys and gals struggle with that this eating stuff and some of these disorders than we're probably aware of that are at a high level in a sport like you are. And oftentimes that dictates the path you're on and maybe how you're training or where your weight class is and all that. And we just sort of take it for granted that guys are where they're at because that's just where they want to be. And I get that you've accepted that, but it's really your only choice at this point. And you're certainly, like you said, not going to eat 8,000 calories a day to jump up to a class, but you're a good 90. I mean, we talked about that too. I mean, you just tried to qualify for clash in the coast in the nineties and you're on the bubble. Uh, you've got word that you're the first alternate at this point, you're going to the show anyhow. Uh, as everybody knows, the clash series is what everybody wants to be a part of these days. You're going to be a part of it this weekend. Well, we know that from a record breaker standpoint, but you still got your trip booked for Florida. You're still going to be ready to go down there. Uh, I got a sneaky suspicion you're going to find yourself in that show. I, I think maybe you do too. I mean, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's a rare thing that somebody doesn't drop out. Yeah, and that's like all the guys that had qualified that I was talking with previously were like, hey, man, like don't sweat it. You're going to get in. Yeah. Somebody will drop. Somebody will get injured. You know, yeah. they're, they're like there's – 99% chance something's going to happen to somebody and you'll be in. So, yeah. And you don't wish that upon anybody, but it's just the nature of the sport, man. I mean, it just guys yeah. Yeah. For a show, and that's what happens. Yeah. That's going to be a fun show. Of the beast. I'm, I'm glad you're going down there because uh, obviously, you know, you've probably been to a clash shows or been paying attention to them. Uh, there, there's just no better show on the planet right now than being a part of clash. But talking about that big Clash 105 there in California this weekend that you're going to be doing your uh, record breaker, uh, which is cool. Uh, I, I dig it that these events are making way for these moments for other guys and gals to come in and do some pretty crazy shit. We saw it on the South Carolina side of things a couple of weeks ago. We're going to see it again in California this weekend. I know ADL is going to be uh, broadcasting that show on uh, pay-per-view and uh, I'll be tuning into it as well. But uh, let's talk about those records. You're a pressing specialist. Would you say that that's by your title, right? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I never really thought, I, hey, this is what I'm going to be good at. But, you know, the first time I touched log was part of the first show I did. Like, within three months, I hit a 290 log at, you know, 220 pounds body weight. And, you know, I think there are a lot of guys who are like, wait, you just did that yeah. like right that soon yeah yeah it was it was one of those movements where you know between my leverages and just the movement itself like something clicked and um you know i'm decent at it and you know getting to hang around uh guys like jacob finnerty girls like nadia stowers like yeah you know these are two of the strongest humans on the planet and i get to train with them every day so that's awesome uh you know just being around those people it's, you know, pushes you to, you know, keep continually getting better. The strongman scene out there in California, I mean, you just named two really big names. I had a chance to meet Nadia for, uh, officially for the first time at, in South Carolina. Uh, God, what a beast. All right. We could talk about Nadia for yeah. hours, but 
Um, yeah, that'll push you a little bit. And but I oh, yeah. the contingency of strongman on the West Coast, a lot of us out here on the East and Midwest aren't super familiar with it outside of those big names that you mentioned. But from what I follow on some of the social media sites, the contingency out there is quite large. Oh yeah, I mean even like. I think the majority of the 105 class has its roots out here. Yeah. You know, uh, Scott Brengel, he's down at uh, East West strength now, like, um, you know, for a long time, you know, my coach, a lot of the, you know, big 105 names that we know and know of like De Marini's, um, you know, a lot of those guys started, you know, in Brengel's garage, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, that's that's where Martins really got into it. Uh, you know, Jacob met Martins through Ode. Um, you know, it's just there's the lineage of strongman out here is is pretty good. Yeah, uh, and we're like I'm super spoiled. Like I get uh, within an eighty mile, essentially eighty mile radius of my house. Like there's like three elite strongman gyms uh with any implement you could want um you know and the people around them you know have some of the you know deepest knowledge in the in the game you know so it's it's uh the only downside is that it's in california like yeah right well i don't even know if that's the downside at least you guys can train outside year round it's better than minnesota where you're from right i mean yeah yeah i mean the there's for all the positives out here, yeah. um, you know, there's some significant negatives. Like we're closing in on $6 a gallon gas. Like, yeah, it is California. It is California, yeah. man. I guess we'll, we'll yeah. leave the politics out of it, but it's a different place. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, you did. You, you named some pretty big names there. And uh, didn't, doesn't Josh Bryant, uh, you, you, you know, Josh Bryant out there. Um, so he's, I think he's in Texas now, but I know he yeah. kind of, Back him and Ode were together for a bit. while, if I wasn't mistaken, doing some stuff. And I actually met Josh Bryan at a show years ago when he competed or tried to compete in strongman. I mean, the guy was a, an amazing power lifter. It just, I had oh, yeah. a flash from the past when you mentioned Ode and I, and I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute, Josh Bryan, he came to Illinois to one of John Beatty's shows way back in the day. And, uh, you know, one of these power lifters that try to take over the world, you know, it doesn't always happen yeah. that way, does it? No, no, but everybody wants to be a, you know, like Ronnie said, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, everybody wants to be a strong man. Yeah, that's right. You know, but you, it doesn't surprise me that you have a big uh, press. I mean, your, your bench press was pretty large in, in you know, in, in powerlifting at four and a half, four sixty, whatever you were doing. I mean, that's not a, that's not a little bench press by any stretch wraps or other, um, you know, so. No, and it's, I think, you know, coming from powerlifting, like I had uh, just, essentially a large base, uh, strength built already. Yeah. Um, you know, so I didn't, as soon as I came into the sport, I didn't need to get substantially stronger in any stand like static movement. Uh, yeah. you know, that strength was already there. It was, you know, learning the movements, learning how to be efficient, uh, how transition between implements and stuff like that. Like triple extension. I think I mentioned like anything triple extension for me is, uh, you know, coming from powerlifting, super foreign, yeah. um, you know, so it's, uh, something that I've worked pretty hard at, like, you know, comes to like bag toss, you know, stones, stuff like that, where, 
you're having to coordinate everything to fire explosively all at once. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a foreign feeling for me and, you know, it's just something that I continually have to, to try and improve. Well, you know, I think, uh, for a lot of guys, it's always something, right. I mean, I, I often tease, I always say, we're not all Nick can be, you know, we can't do everything perfect. <laughs> <laughs> love nick but he's that's fucking true man i mean he's the one guy right we always look at and go come on man can you do anything yeah. wrong right now besides that deadlift which still isn't even a bad deadlift so yeah but i mean you know there's a, it's uh one of those things where it's like he didn't you know his success didn't just happen over the last like year no, it didn't. It didn't. like this is this is a guy that's been in the game for a decade plus at a very high level yeah and you know, the well, I, I think you just said it started. Man. Yeah. I think you just said it right. I mean, we take that for granted sometimes when we see some of these bigger names coming on the scene and we don't really know their backstory well enough. We just assume they just stepped right in and started throwing around heavy shit. But I mean, there are a lot of guys that have been putting their time in and, and they raise the cream rises to the top, of course. And once you get there, you know, you, you maybe take it for granted that, you know, these guys were somehow just genetic freaks, but they work just as hard as everybody else. And it's a good story to be told there. I mean, you're a perfect example of that. You started off as a golfer, for God's sake. I mean, <laughs> let's me let's be clear. I want the listeners to know that you were swinging sticks at one point. I doubt you're doing that these days, right? You're chopping wood. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah not, not a whole lot of uh, golf in the last couple of years. No, uh, I guess not. I'm, I don't even think you can get around with a club anymore. Can you? Have you even tried? I mean, the last time I played was like a couple years ago. Like, I think I still broke 80, but. Oh, wow. Jeez. Quit rubbing it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, similar to, you know, lifting where, you know, you get to a point where you got a 700 pound squat and, you know, you take some, take some time away and you come back and you're like, oh man, I only squat 500, like, you know, so far away from, from how good I used to be, you know, but. It's still a decent squat. Yeah. Right. How many people would go, hey, man, like I would kill for a 500-pound squad. Yeah, that's a good analogy. No, you're right. I guess you learn a sport and you're proficient at it like you are or were with that. It's You just kind of step right back on and as a five-handicap guy or six-handicap guy and you go right at it. But, yeah, there's a lot of strongmen out there right now just hating you, bro. Hating you. <laughs> I know a few that golf and they're like, yeah, I, I chop wood myself, man. It looks like, a, yeah, there's no – no getting around on that club, but so let's talk again real quick about this weekend. Cause I, I, that's kind of where I want to end everything. Cause you're going to try the block yep. record right now. It currently sits at 260 for that block press for you. For a, that's a U90 record. Um, yes, sir. And that, that you feel pretty confident about you're going into that one. I mean, I imagine both of them you're feeling pretty good about. Um, I know that logs at 366, but to, uh, talk about kind of getting ready for those two things in, in particular. Is it something you've been focusing your time and energy on, or has it not really changed your game as far as how you're preparing for this? Yeah. So I, um, you know, my focus initially going in, like, um, you know, after we wrapped up the online qualifiers for Clash, like uh, Anthony and uh, CJ had invited me out to South Carolina to go do the record thing there and it was one of those things where i just like i couldn't afford to make the trip yeah um as much as it you know cj especially wanted me to go um but is uh you know the i knew i had an opportunity here with the show coming up um to kind of do it in my backyard essentially um it worked out yeah yeah so we started you know started working pretty hard um you know, basically just solely focus on log. Um, and one of the things that, uh, Jacob had me doing to essentially warm up and, 
kind of get a feeling for the positioning we wanted to get into uh, was we started doing just block press as a warm up movement. Yeah. And it got to the point where, you know, kind of similar to the log where first time I picked it up, I was like, Oh, this is how you do it. Like, okay, this feels cool. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so I really didn't start pressing the block with any weight until geez, maybe four weeks ago. Okay. Uh, it was the first time I actually loaded it. And, you know, first time we put any weight in it, like I think I hit like 200 pounds. Um, and we just kind of gradually increased over that. And it was one of those things where like, Hey, like feeling pretty good with this. Like what's the record at? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Um, you know, so we focused pretty hard on the block, um, just because that's uh, a record that's, I'm not going to say easier, but it's more within reach. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, and like that 366 for log, like, you know, something about that, like, I don't know if it's mental or what, but like both me and CJ, like, you know, we saw him, what happened to him at uh, Clash. Like, I know conditions were not ideal. That was not the log he no, wanted to use. Yeah. Um, you know, but he only, you know, he only hit 330 there. And I've seen the guy just freaking demolish like 375 in training. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, maybe this is, uh, maybe going for a world record here is harder than it looks. Like, well, well, you know, and I want to, I want to take a little bit of the edge off that uh, being there in clash and watching that go down. Uh, I think there were some lessons learned there that you probably are in a real good position to have a better opportunity to hit it in California than in South Carolina. I think Anthony and everybody admit they're going to do things a little bit differently. And that live television just fuck shit up, man. Uh, as far oh, as the yeah. record breakers go, I think we all kind of seen, okay, maybe this isn't the way to do it, especially when a guy is mentally preparing themselves for that one big lift, you know? Well, and yeah, you know, even in powerlifting, like, you know, if you got four minutes between a single, like you're feeling rushed. And yeah, yeah, you know, to be at the point where I think CJ said at one point he had like a minute and a half, yeah, to, you know, to go from a warm up to a rep. It's like, yeah. all I, right, I, good luck. Yeah. No surprise that there were some issues there with a lot of the different record breakers they had going on, and uh, I think we, those kinks are being worked out. So that that's good there. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a I lot mean, of fun, I'm, man. What? Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, I'm super grateful that. Uh, you know, just for guys like CJ, Nadia, um, anybody else that went for a record there, like they got an opportunity to be on freaking live TV. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, it was the right thing to do for the sport to move it forward. And yeah. obviously there's going to be kinks that need to be worked out, but that's right. You know, yeah. just growing at, pain, at least, man. just growing pain. Well, that's all. You know, how long has it been since we've had an opportunity like that, you know, especially for weight class, people i don't think there ever has been i think we're fine i think we're witnessing a paradigm shift in the sport man where people are yeah, becoming exactly. familiar with guys names in the 105 and 90s and these women in 82s and 64s like last weekend and uh it's yep. something to be said to be a, a special moment that you're a part of right now and i'm a part of even on my side of things and uh, i think we're all pretty excited about it but hey man i'm gonna i'm gonna end there because i want to follow back up with you we got a more of a story to tell about you and you've got a great event coming up this weekend. So I'm going to cut it a little yeah. bit short because uh, next week I want to catch back up with you and uh, get some thoughts about the show. And of, of course, hopefully we're talking about a couple new records as well. So um, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, like the 
just looking at the field for this weekend, like or next weekend, like they're, let's see, I got one, two, uh, three, four, like quote unquote teammates that are in the field. Yeah. It's and awesome. Training, training yeah. partners. And then like, you know, a lot of the other guys I either know have competed with or against. So it's gonna um, be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good show either way. Like it's, that's right. The events are a little bit different than what we've seen before. It's going to be fun. Um, and I'm, you know, sure that even if you just watch it over the ADL, like it's oh, going to yeah. be a good, it's going to be a good wait. show. I can't wait. I think everybody agrees with you, man. Thanks Marshall. Uh, I'll catch up with you next week or next, not this weekend, next 